Delling Pole. And I'm quite excited, I'd say, quite excited about this week's guest. I know that some of you have been thinking that it's been, been really too long since we had him on the show. So welcome back, guest Dick. It's me. I'm back. Finally. Um, I know. Actually, no. You know what? I, even though I, I, I tried to disguise my excitement there, I think mm. I did it pretty well. I, I, I you did like a it. good job of disguising your excitement of seeing your brother. And uh, should we just set the scene here? Because yeah. it is quite difficult for me to come down here. It's an hour and 25 yeah, yeah. minutes drive. And I, I've got a life as well. I've got stuff that needs doing. Yeah. And dogs that need walking and, um, you know, just yeah, wives, lives. Wives that need, need well, keeping happy. Well, wife is currently suffering from a badly infected wasp sting which yeah. somehow means she can't cook or walk dogs so that is fame they are famous for that yeah taking well, out your dog walking abilities mm-hmm. wasps yep they'll do that Bloody hell. and contrary to legend if you leave them alone they won't bother you this wasp was just a little yellow and black bastard it just went up stung her and buggered off it's funny you mentioned that i was um a the fawn the fawn um had her had an important birthday the important other day. Important one. And I had to very quickly, because I, I hadn't got my shit together, as one doesn't with wives. No, no, no. That's I know, so I unlike you. Oh, by the way, I've, I've got to try and stop swearing. Do you know why? Somebody wrote me this lovely, lovely letter mm-hmm. and he, from Ireland, I think. Right. And he said, um, absolutely love love the podcast. Just one special request. My, my, my boys or my grandsons, I can't remember which, listen to the show with me and they love it too. But, but, some of your language is a bit... I am actually even now trying to moderate my language. And you know partly why that should be is because of the whole YouTube thing. You might get demonetized. You know you what? can't even say the the people who were the baddies in World War Two If you say that word beginning with N and it's not the... Uh, you you could get demonetized. Yeah, but I but I'm not even I'm not monetized on on YouTube precisely for that reason. I don't want I don't, want, don't to want to give them the pleasure of say... de- no. It's not that I don't want them to give them the pleasure, which they would and they'd enjoy it. Um, it would be like having sex with donkeys for for, for, the, for YouTube workers. I mean that, right. that that level of fun. That's how, that's mm-hmm. what they do for fun. Um, and <laughs> that's not going to play well with your Irish friend. <laughs> Did. Why? <laughs> Sex with donkeys. I don't think... Look, it's it's factually accurate to say that YouTube censors actually have sets with donkeys right. when they're not censoring people like me on... Because <laughs> they probably consider me a Nazi. Oops. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, anyway, no. back to the wasps. Back to, back to the wasps. No, what I was going to say was... Um, hey, it's the wasps. That's right. So, I... It was the wife's big birthday. And, and as you do when you're a journalist and you're inefficient, I was... I was crazily looking around for for freebies, you know, to write mm. about it in the Spectator, and lots of things fell through. And it was really, it was really quite quite close to the wire. And in the end, thank goodness, I went to this hotel in in um, Lisbon mm-hmm. called the One, and it was it was it was very nice. So thank you, the One, for hosting me in in, in Lisbon. Um, and um, we were having breakfast on this lovely sunny sunny terrace with a fountain playing next door and they brought these the, this array of of locally sourced jams and honeys and things and no sooner they put down these locally sourced artisanal honeys and jams and things when this bee came along and landed in the jam and started sucking up the the jam through its proboscis or whatever it is that bees do and 
we were both very concerned about the bee for its welfare because we like bees. Mm-hmm. We like bees. And, and I was really worried that it, the, the stickiness might get on his wings and, and trap him in the jam and he'd die. And um, I didn't want to move the jam in case that the, the action of moving the jam got his wings stuck. So, so we just sat there watching. And then, and then, a, then a waiter came over. And, and, he, and he, he gave that sort of concerned waiter in five-star hotel with guests being concerned about mm. a bee in their jam look. And we had to say to him, look, no, no, don't take the jam away. You might hurt. We don't want the bee hurt. Mm. He's our friend. And he said, no, no, it's okay. My family keeps bees and I like bees too. Okay. So it, was, it was very That's sweet really... bee But I was thinking at the time, one wouldn't have gone through all this for a wasp. No. You, you, we like bees. We don't like wasps, even though bees, bee stings are as bad as wasps, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know that with the bee that he's going to die if he stings you. That's it. He's committed. Also, he's a bloke. Uh, you know, he's he's servicing the bloody, bloody queen. Something there. we can all relate Cause to. It, we can all relate to that. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. that was a massive diversion and then a diversion within the diversion. Yeah, I think it's what, it's what they but, pay for uh, or rather not pay for most of the time. Um. What do you want to do? Because I have got a yes-no list. Yeah. I have got the review of the last 10 shows. Yeah. And I've got um, a few dick things. Oh, I think we'll go for a few dick things first. Do you want a few? The first dick thing, I've been making notes. Number one, I've written, you have got to start pushing people to like and subscribe and to generally do what most podcasters do. Yeah. To try and publicize your podcast because we've got this issue where you had a massive following when you were Breitbart yeah. podcasting. Yeah. You know, like 250,000. 250,000. Yeah. And now you're down to scraping through the, the, the thousands. Yeah. And um, you need no, to push. Tens of, I mean, I tens think of we're in the tens of thousands, but it's still not, yeah. Not what it, what it could be or what it was. So yeah. you need to yeah. work okay, harder at getting friend. people to... Do, because I, I listen to it through YouTube on the donkey molesters. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, you, you've, for that, you've got to like and subscribe to, to make it work for the, for the person. Or, you, or ne- you never ask people to do that. Or Podbean, Podbean. or iTunes. So, you, whenever, you mention, whenever you mention any Apple product, people, people go, ooh, I hate Apple. I hate Apple. They're so evil. They, they, they've owned your, owned your ass or whatever it is they say about Apple. Mm. And look, I feel the same way about that awful, frightful man who runs Apple. What's he called? The frightful PC person. I don't know the name of the guy who took no. over when Steve Jobs died. No, he's, was, well, he's, he's a yeah. bit of a faceless sort of grey man. No, he? he's worse than that. He's oh. dangerous. Yeah. Anyway. But look, you don't have to go to Apple. But if you, if like me, you're an artist, well, a creator, and you, you don't understand what are the things that are not called at PCs. Yeah. Then, then don't feel. I'd be, I'd be in the same boat. I, I'd be completely lost without it. But yeah. uh, so listen to me on iTunes and make comments, or listen to me on Podbean or on other things. I think I've joined recently and do what? what so Dick, what do they do? Uh, well, all I know is the YouTube thing when you've got to subscribe to your channel yeah. and uh, click on the like button. But all the all the all the proper podcasters are saying this all the time. So are I, they? I, I figure you should have to. do I that. should wear people down, shouldn't yeah, I? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Listen, special friend. Okay. Do that. That's the sort of thing. Um, the other one is to be mindful of the 
good people who have been sending us free things. Yes. I'm thinking Twist Tees, which tea. I'm we still loved, enjoying my Twist Tees. So tea. go to Twist Tees, twist-tees.co.uk, because yeah. they're good people. Yes. And mainly, they love the podcast. They love we, the podcast. We'd never asked them to send us stuff, and they've never asked for anything in return. So I think no. it's nice to big up your supporters. Dick, you're so good. There you well go. Well done. Okay. Um, quite apart from that, it is excellent tea. It is. It's really good. Um, so that was points one and two. Points three. Yeah. And this shows how long I, lo- I, I love your listing. It's, fan- it's, it's what, such one of the writing. many things I like about you is your lists. And I, I please don't die. Because you know, I'll I went to my list. I went to Christopher Booker's funeral yesterday yeah. at the time, and uh, you know, we're one, at that age where friends are dying. One thing I learned, not that I didn't know this before. Carpe diem, and I don't mean shag pretty young girls because you're going to die. I mean that that bit that, that ship that, has sailed. That ship has sailed. Um, what I mean is, all the older people you know, just spend quality time with them. Make make the most of. Don't don't assume they're going to be there. I've had so many people die on me before I could spend the time I wanted to spend mm-hmm. with them, and it's really sad. I wish I could get back that time. It, wise words. Yeah. Okay. Um, Point number three. Yeah. Glastonbury. Oh. Because you were there when I wrote this list and I yeah. was thinking, you are in the the belly of the beast at that point. You, yes. You are surrounded by potential haters. But I have this theory that so many more of them than we suspect are oh, conservatives. I have, in... I have two stories to tell. Okay. Tell them. Tell us both of them. Can I just tell you, first of all, before I went to Glastonbury, and every time I go to Glastonbury, each each year, I I, I, get, I return with a mixture of joy and trepidation. The joy is obvious because I, I'm, I'm never happier than when I'm at Glastonbury, well, and or on a horse fox hunting. Mm-hmm. Those would be my two kind of top things. Um, but I every year I worry that, particularly the environmental movement, but the left generally, are becoming so nasty and unhinged that some someday somebody's going to come up to me and say something nasty to me or or worse. So I was a bit bit worried about that. Anyway, I <laughs> I was lost and I was looking for directions and I stopped this guy at I think it was the Samaritans stall or a stall like that mm-hmm. and I asked him asked him directions and he said. You're James Dellingpole. I love your podcast. No. And 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 then he said to me, um, but you know, did he then look around to check that if anyone had he heard totally him say did. that? He <gasps> totally did. We then had the conversation, which said, "There's so much you can't say here, isn't there?" And there was <laughs> there was another occasion. I I didn't get accosted this year as much as I normally do. I do I do I do normally get kind of friendly people coming up to me. And the the Sunday afternoon, I wanted to go and see Kylie, mm-hmm. and. And she was absolutely rammed. It was, it was, a, we, we went off to put the tent back into the car as we do on Sunday. So you can go back and enjoy it without worrying about mm-hmm. taking down your pe- tent later on. And it was a mistake because for a Sunday afternoon slot, it was so rammed. You could not even get in on the side and see, see what was going on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I was trying to work out where to stop. You know, you keep wandering and wandering and wandering. And this chap in a red jacket said, oh, it's James Dellingpole. So I thought I'd I'd stop by him because he seemed friendly, friendly and and so that was good. So so yeah. So and also I've got I've got certain secret weapons like my friend, my friend 
who looks like Gandalf, who sits in the permaculture field, which is which is about as hippie as it gets. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like my protector. He we love each other. Does he cast runes to give you? No, a, no. I, I think spell, he used to be he used to be a high level drug dealer, and then he became a heroin addict, and now he now runs a project to help junkies get back on track by gardening and stuff it's right. great but I, I, i'm gonna have him on the podcast one day anyway we think he may have been the person who supplied me with my first ecstasy not personally but he may have been the supply chain that gave me my first ecstasy <laughs> oh my in, the, in, in the summer of love 88 Eight, god yeah so that isn't that isn't that everything connects yeah only connect as as am am forster said yeah that's the sort of thing you learn at oxford <laughs> well the next thing i've got written down for my um glastonbury thing mm. um Water situation. How bad was that water situation? Well, again, this is where Gandalf paid off. Okay. You see, Gandalf had a secret, had a, had a, a water uh, a tap right. by his place. So where, so you could drink chai and get free water, no problem. I didn't witness any water problems at all. The next word I've just written, wankfest. Um, but, yeah, well, just you've just, just gone. What about that man's kids uh, look, or grandkids? I'm only reading what was in front of me, and it's a it's one word, and it's probably not officially a swear word, but no. it, it's just what Glastonbury seems to be to me. And I think you've pretty much covered off the fact that actually it's not as bad as no conservative friends who might look at it and go, "Oh my God, that is the, the bad word that I it's just said." Bit, it, it does seem very much like that to people who don't go. It's a bit like. Um, you know how in Elizabethan times it was actually illegal not to go to church. Mm-hmm. So even if you were an atheist, you had to turn up somehow. And, and you know, you think Shakespeare, he, he, he somehow managed in, in, the, in this environment. And it's a bit like that, 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 okay, so you're, everyone's forced to go to church, even atheists like me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, is yeah, Glastonbury I mean, the church in this analogy? No, no. The the, the green the guy worship is right. the ch- is the church. Okay. So everyone has to pay lip service, but I think quite you a lot, it lot, with lot of people think it's look most. I would say most of the people at Glastonbury are there to, as before to get completely off their face on on either on chemicals on on weed or on on alcohol, mm-hmm. and these are the people that come up in parties um, that they leave their tents behind. You know, they don't really care about the environment. But mm. yes, of course, there's a hard... Go- and if you go to the green fields and the permaculture fields, you've got the old guard there. Uh, probably some of them would be horrified to learn that I, I walked among them. And some of them would be friendly and forgiving in that way. I mean, like in the... When I had the naked sauna, when I went off for the sauna. Do you know about this? this? Year? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went with, with Boy... Mm to this area in the teepee field, mm. an enclosed area where there was a yurt with a um, a sauna inside. Right. And it was naked. So, so you had to go in, in the nude, men and women. Right. And all sorts in there. And everyone was, it was like like Glastonbury in the old days when it was when it was proper, when you could do that kind of nice. thing. And there was an outside area where you dried off mm-hmm. in the sun because I wasn't going to pay for a towel. I don't know how much that, it was quite expensive to, what, £10 a session, this, mm-hmm. this sauna. Um, or £30 for the for weekend, you know, the whole week membership. Um, and uh, there was a trampoline. 
and I was I was bouncing up and down oh naked God, not naked on the, on the trampoline, Please, no. and of course people outside. <laughs> We, there was a wall round. There was a fence, but every time you went up, tackle flying, there was people started started videoing me, and I was thinking, "Oh no, my god!" If they somewhere knew, there's a video. If of, they knew who I was, yeah, they could put it. Uh, and, and Femi, Femi, sorry, and oh. and and Owen Jones. Well, Owen Jones would probably be masturbating over me, I imagine, because I should imagine. He, imagine he Femi. Jumping naked on a trampoline would probably be more impressive than you jumping naked on a trampoline. I l- l- let's not go there, Dick. That's no? that's right. no. Okay, just a thought. I just have to share these thoughts as they pop into my head. Yeah, I wish I hadn't thought that now. Yep. Really, no. I want the mind. Bleach. Yeah, you fancy him. You yeah, exactly. <laughs> and finally, Miley Cyrus. W T A F. Yes, I came to mock and I stayed to pray. Miley yeah? Cyrus was. Absolutely, she was brilliant. She swore too much. It was quite interesting, actually. When you couldn't you, have her on the podcast, as a, as and that's a, her gone. I might, I might still get, give her a special dispensation, right. and, and I, I would let her swear because after that performance at Glastonbury, she, she was. You know how it is that, that okay, these big American stars. I mean, I mean, they come to they come to Glastonbury, and you think, are they going to phone in their performance like Kanye West did one year, who was awful, or are they going to? make an effort and she was very conscious that she had to make an effort right and she's she implied that this was the culmination of her career so far well that's the good start yeah yeah it was and you know what you know how you're dreading with something like Miley Cyrus you're, you're thinking oh please don't play all your back catalogs I don't really know or if I do I, I don't like it very much anyway and she didn't right she did she did she started doing the song I thought oh my god she's not doing nothing else matters is she and she was she 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 did nothing else matters by Metallica. All right, yeah. Um, she did um, she did Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. Well, she knew her audience, then, didn't she? She, she did um, something raggery, and then of course her dad came on. I heard with, yes. with Little Nas X. Is that how I say it? Mm-hmm. With is it, what's he called? Is Little Nas X or something? What's what's the the rapper called? I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know the song. I, no, I don't. Oh, yes, sorry. The, the, the Old Town dirty, Road. I thought it was something about a dirty horse. No, you're going to ride on down to the Old Town Road. Right. And you're going to ride to my... Whatever. Uh, anyway, it was very, very good. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a perfect moment. It was, it was a Glastonbury moment. So, so mm. hats off. To, you know, she was as good as the killers in her way. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Glasto done. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad that it fitted in with the questions because uh, it was as I thought, which is good. More dick things or um, reviews or um, yes, no? Well, at some point in the next 10 minutes, we've, we've got to go and have a gin, um, I, which I disapprove of, actually, because I, I, I prefer doing podcasts straight. I think one gin isn't going to hurt, especially as it's, um, it's Saturday, no, Friday evening. It's Friday evening, it's yes. It's a beautiful, sunny evening in rural Northamptonshire and I think to not have a gin would be a sin it's a sin yeah yeah okay but what what would be best what would fit in with those 10 minutes you know what Dick what we've got our flow that's the thing we have I I I feel this with you I it's almost like we could be brothers that there was a flow that that I I acquire when when I a mojo when I'm doing one of the things we've done is we've barely talked since I arrived because we sometimes sort of overdo the preamble conversation and waste some perfectly good conversations by 
not recording them. So we've some, done a clever thing banter. here of jumping straight into to, to the pod. Look, I can, I can tell you, if I had my way, mm. there would be a Dick and James show once a week, minimum. We know what this is moving on to, my what? ideas for the Dick and James show. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I've been jotting down some ideas because we're either going to do a comedy show, and yeah. like, like the fast show with sketches, we're yeah. going to get talented actors to play the parts. We won't necessarily be us. in them. Well, no, no, we, we'll... we'll Will most likely be the 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 sort of two Ronnies of this sort of situation, or whatever it or is. Or we could stand in the wings with sticks, with pointed sticks, and just prod them occasionally. Well, that that's another option. But this this is the um, it's either a comedy sketch or a full feature length film. Do you want me to explain this one? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm liking the full okay, feature length the, film. There's there's a film director, okay, and he wants to make a woke version of Zulu. Right? <laughs> okay, yeah. He's going to call it Drift. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, get, drift, I get your yeah, Drift. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, I know that the original Zulu, you couldn't really better it because actually it's quite good for, they don't demonize the Zulus. You quite sympathize with them. Um, yeah, they're saluting us. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it doesn't make out like they're the sort of evil, fuzzy-wuzzy type sort of baddies. It makes them out as equals to to the Redcoats. But in this one, you are purely rooting for the Zulus, okay? Yeah. So in, in this woke version. So scene one for our comedy show is this guy is approaching the BBC to help him make his woke version of Zulu, mm-hmm. okay? To, to, to make Drift. Um, the problem is the reception he gets at the BBC is more woke even than he is, right? So they're, they're up for the idea. They want to make Drift. But um, they are insisting that half the Zulus must be cast as white people and half the Redcoats must be black because right. of their, you know, like the yeah. um, the thing with um, Les Mis. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously that is, that is going to be a problem. And um, so... Th- the, the race quotas are something that he's going to have to... He hadn't banked on that at all. Yeah. So we're setting this scene. He, he's talking with them and they're really into the idea and they keep on throwing things at him. So this develops and then either you're cutting to the actual film proper. Yeah. You know, it's maybe several scenes later if it's a comedy sketch show, but you've got some of the main scenes going on, the, the battle scenes. Yeah. And the Zulus are approaching and you start to notice that half of them are white guys and it's embarrassingly bad and then you've got the ranks of the uh of the red coats yeah and who is playing the michael kane role of lieutenant bromhead oh it's got to be um idris elba very close he was my second choice stormzy of course Perfect, isn't it the only problem with that is that stormzy won't won't appear in our in our sketch because he's he's too woke yeah, we'll have to cross that bridge when we get to it. But uh, what, you think you could get Idris? Well, I was quite nice about his TV series. Right. His comedy series about him when he plays a, a DJ. All right. And I did almost go and see him DJing in the um, uh, at Glastonbury. Idris would work to a point, but you've got to come to the scene when they're singing um, Men of Harlem. <laughs> because it's done as a rap. Of course yeah, it is. As a, a grime. Well, it rap. sounds it sounds uh, a bit like Hamilton. <laughs> Do you think it'd be that bad? <laughs> I, no, I love Hamilton. It's Do really, you? Yeah, it's really good. The tunes are great. Oh, but the, the old old Carmen what's his what's his face is I you know, I haven't researched this so I can't remember his name. 
Um, no, but 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 I but I I'd love to go and see that show. I really right. would. Totally. Right. Um, well, I suppose I'd be in it for the for the costume. Anyway, the, look, these these projects are going to happen, and I think not least when the special friend gets his or her zer shit sh- 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 mm. together, um, this will happen. Ask me who's playing Chet Wyo, who wasn't actually at the Battle of Rock's Drift. Was he not? No, he, he disapproved of the whole thing. He, he, he didn't want it to happen. I've been reading up on it. Huh? Anyway, guess who's playing him? Um, We've already mentioned her. Um, have we? It's Miley Cyrus. Oh, no. How perfect is that? Oh, my God. That's just genius yeah. casting. Yep. Well done. Yeah. Okay. So that's you dealt with so that. So that's drift. Yeah, drift. It's it's up there for grabs. Um, all I ask for is a credit if someone else makes it before me. But um, you heard it here first. Yeah, I think that's good. I, no, I do think there's room for a TV channel that does this because Netflix isn't really doing it. I mean, I, I like Netflix up to a point, although I think some of its product is starting to become a bit generic. Some of their their movies are a bit kind of made they made yeah, but the TV. There's so many of them that you know you can just ignore the ones. That yes, but there's not to... enough life to 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 you know life piled on life were all too little. I'd rather fewer things on the planner for me to watch because I don't watch any live TV. I I, I watch whatever is put in front of me that's been recorded. And just catching up on the things that are worth watching is tough enough. Well, not least because there's a new sodding series, sorry, a new bleeping series of um, our favourite. Stranger Things? No, no, no. Aren't you watching that? Uh, Yeah, I I, I watched one episode the other day. Um, I I, I like the mall scene. I I mentioned this on on my podcast with Toby. I love I love the love the loving recreation of of J C Penney and Gap and and right. all these shops and 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 the some, fact that they'd have to be lovingly recreated is very near memory for me. It's well, a, I know, but you think some somebody in the the whatever department is responsible for running up clothes that mm. look like they're new when in fact they're old. Mm. Um, you know, they they created racks of of, of t shirts and stuff of, mm. of early eighties t shirts. It's great. Um, I'm not sure about the plot yet. I don't. I don't know whether. I, I think you were talking about Gamora, though, aren't you? I was talking about Gamora. There is there a new series of Gamora? There is. And Gamora I'm, is excellent. I, I mean, I had to force myself to watch it at first, but uh, dear listener, it is worth persevering. Gamora is so it, good. It it, it 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 kicks butt. Um. So, are we going to do one more thing before our gin, or should we go and have our um, gin? Well, I could just mention the other thing on my list, which was every time I do a podcast with you now and mention my fantastic cigarette cards. Which, oh my God, Dick, that's, I feel ashamed. How so? The last time you came, you gave me one of your cigarette mounted displays. Mounted and framed. Mounted. The, the top of the range. Top of the premium range. Premium offering. And it's beautiful. I'm looking at it now and they are totally fantastic. I brought some hooks for you to but I didn't, that, by the way. I didn't, I didn't promote it. No, you can, you can, you've got plenty of time I'm gonna to wave it in front of the f out of it. Well, no, but last time I had a flurry of orders from people who had gone. Oh, I better have a look at Dick's fantastic website, DellingpoleStudio dot. What is it? Dot co dot uk. Probably. They can just they can try and keep trying to live. There can't the be right that many Dellingpole Studios. No. It's just I've got so many websites of other things going with a .uk and all sorts of other stuff. Are you still selling it for stupid... No, no, I... I, (laughs) As a special offer, I've been putting the price up. Well, bloody right. people have barely battered an eyelid at it. They don't. People will pay for quality. Well, it is quality. I was doing myself a disservice with with the previous price. People actually sometimes get put off if things are too cheap. They think, "I'm I'm, I'm I'm not cheap like that. No. So, well done. 
But the, the the full set of cigarette cards is now twelve quid, which is just chips, really, isn't it? It is chips, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, go and have a look at them. There's more being added all the time, and uh, I'm particularly proud of them. So, uh, do you think we should we do? Sorry, I, I didn't want to interrupt you. No, no, when that's you, it. That was you, the pitch. Okay. Do you think we should do a few of the the podcasts? With the, um, you know, catch well, up? I I'd like to cover off what I've got written down as number 15 yeah. of the podcast. Yeah, so we can you? just talk about that one, okay. which happens to be the Brendan O'Neill podcast live thing, because I don't think we've done a pod together since that no. happened. And um, that was the longest ago one. That was a lifetime ago. It was a lifetime ago, but what a brilliant day that was. I mean, it was a great show you put on. I got to do Yes, No in front of Brendan. We're doing another one, by the way. What, another Brendan or another no, podcast another, live? Another podcast live. It was a great concept. It worked really well. The audience were really up for You're it. You're definitely coming back for the new one. Um, you might even be the star guest. I don't know. But it, it, well, I'll tell you what. Brendan, yeah. um, at the end of it, in the green room, and yeah. my friend Simon came along, yeah. and uh, you had to go off and do another show. Yeah. And Brendan was going, well, anyone want to come for a beer? And I was like, well, uh, we've got to go and see James's other show. We failed to get into yours. And yeah. then Simon and I found Brendan pretty much about to leave. And we went, uh, Brendan, do you want that beer? He went, yeah, sure. So the three of us went off to a pub near Euston, found a great little pub, and we had a beer with Brendan O'Neill. And it was the best ever. It was just... That the is. two of us with, I mean, Brendan is a hero, whatever way you look at it, but he is genuinely chilled out person to have a beer with. And it was absolutely Brendan is, is, is brilliant. And I envy you having had that. Because actually Brendan was saying to me, um, when are we going to have a pint together? Because it was in a Quaker place. It was the, the friend's headquarters, yeah. whatever it's called. So it was a little bit alcohol free. So the, the, you could, there wasn't even wine in the green room. It was just tea or coffee. So to go out and find the pub, obviously quite important. But to it be was fair, absolutely brilliant. To be fair, you are a better person to go for a pint with Brendan because you probably have had two or three. Was I, a I was driving and B, I'm still. Although we're going to go for a gin shortly, I'm still on this more or less on this no alcohol thing. Yeah, I, I, I was a bit worried about it's that. It's so boring. It's so boring. It is so boring. Um, and yet, you know, necessary because I definitely, I definitely do go. I definitely do get a reaction. Mm. I do. I, I pay a price, right. which is a shame. Um, so that was a good one. Just just do a few more. Cause okay. The, uh, the next one up was Ben Cobley, who'd written ben. the book The Tribe. His his book is very very. Good. Now he was interesting because he's he's not a righty. He's more of a lefty, isn't he? He is. A, a, do you know what? I feel with Ben that he is a bit like a gay person who doesn't know he's gay yet. Right. And so he doesn't speak the language of gay. Yeah. Um, to, to continue this metaphor. To, um, <laughs> to torture this metaphor. To, to torture, this, torture this metaphor. So basically, I think, like a lot of people who, who've been on the left and then seen the right, seen the light. Mm -hmm. Stop. Make, my phone's just it was interfering then. Oh. Mobile phone. I hate the way they do that. Um, ben was... Um, he he understands that this whole identity politics thing is absolutely toxic and and it's poisoning academe and it's poisoning the the media and it's poisoning everything. 
but he hasn't quite got over the he he hasn't got quite to, the, to be on the stage where where which which Nick Cohen always does, where yeah even though the left's right the right is just as bad you know capitalism is just as bad and and they'll they'll never quite come up with examples though will they it's all no. it's all mafeels isn't yeah, it yeah it is it is it is all mafeels so as anyway as they encounter the facts it's all a bit different um, I would like. I would recommend Ben's book, though, The Tribe. It's, it, it's a bit of a Cambridge book. Um, not many laughs. I think the difference in Oxford and Cambridge, one of, the, one of them anyways, is, you know, we're a bit more... They're roundheads and we're cavaliers. Mm-hmm. And ben, Ben's definitely a roundhead. Another one? Yeah. Andrew Doyle was next up, a.k.a. Well, McGrath. you see, I love that. Well, the good so thing about levels. that was that it, you didn't just talk about Titania McGrath. It was, um, it, it was more about... Andrew, who is an interesting chap in his own right, so uh... I think Andrew was quite pleased about that as well. I think it's a, sometimes people don't want to be asked all the time about their comic creation. Yeah, they want to be recognised as fully rounded human beings, and I think probably I'm probably the, the, the first and the last interviewer to talk to him about the meaning of Shakespeare's sonnets, which is what his special um, subject was when he did his doctorate at, at Oxford. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nice to be able to talk about that. No, he, he was clearly happy with it. He was almost a, sort of like, are you sure you don't want to be talking about it? Mm, no, it's good. We like him. Talented boy. Very bright. Next up was your old countryside friend, Mike Daunt. Mike Daunt, or the fat old C as I, as I call him. <laughs> oh, I, I, I love seem Mike. to have spelt countryside wrong. The but... thing about Mike, um, there was, there was a terrible moment at the end where... It, it all went wrong. It did go wrong on the climate change it all, question. It all went wrong. But you see, Mike, he admitted to me in, in the car afterwards on the way to the pub. He said, "I really don't. I I really don't know much about the subject of climate change. I just I just follow what my children tell me." And I said, "Well, why didn't you effing well say that on the podcast rather than pretending <laughs> like you knew what you were talking about, Mike?" Because we here, really must do something about climate change. Honestly, James, it's a really bad thing. Yeah. It, it's a problem. We've got to sort it out. Yeah. Oh, listen! You don't you don't know the half of it. We had to we had to cut out a whole chunk because I I I just lost it, uh, and and I would have looked like somebody who hadn't. Yeah, it, it was it was awful. It was embarrassing, and we, we love each other so much. Um, I really like my older friends. Mm. Just one of the great things in life is 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 going outside your age range. I mean, I mean for friendships. No, I, than, I massively go outside my age range. Rather than my, Je- my, I was thinking Jeffrey Epstein. Friends. I was thinking. <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> the other way yeah yeah uh it's it's great because look like these people old older people people in their 80s they they feel the same age as, as we do which is 20 pretty much yeah right I, I try to tell my younger friends that the, mostly the people i work with look you you don't realize you see an old man I do not i i, I am still the same age as you lot which is the, sometimes problematic the other thing i i i I try and explain to people that it's, it's quite hard is don't be bloody overawed by me. Don't, don't be impressed by me. Just talk to me like I'm, it's quite a hard thing to mm. do. I think with people that, that you are older than you, you think are more famous than you and stuff. Yeah. And, but anyway, yeah. No, no, I get that. Well, obviously not personally, but uh, <laughs> um, next up was um, uh, David Isles. David Isles. He was a wild card. David Isles writ- had written a brilliant essay and then drove all the way up to, to, up from from um, Cornwall to come and see me and That's talk right, about yeah. his his thesis, which was a, which, which is a very a very sound thesis. Which was a scramble for the centre left. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, he he, he anatomised 
I think what has been the main problem and, and um, with the Conservative Party and the main frustration for those of us who've seen it, uh, all its conservatism being removed. And he talked about the fallacy, which which has prevailed among conservative thinkers, alleged conservative thinkers, which is that elections are won in the centre ground, which might have might have worked a while back, but doesn't anymore. That that we we've we've now become very polarised, and that the conservatives have gone for the in trying to win over the kind of the left have ended up drifting further and further left and completely ignored their their natural constituency. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So it, it, it's even now, even even with the leadership contest, there's some crazy thing where all they had to do was impress conservative members, and that's actual members of the party, not mm. just conservatives. And yet they're doing these ridiculous TV interviews in which they seem to be trying to appeal to Labour voters. Well, that's largely because I think the T that's the TV's fault. Yeah, and I, why do they play that game? I well, mean, because, even Boris fell into it occasionally. Because still. Lots of people, not not everyone's as sophisticated as uh, us and our, our special friend. Our special friend has pretty much given up watching the BBC. Hmm. D- don't don't touch Channel Four or, or Sky with a barge pole. But but most people that in the public eye, people like Boris, people like Jacob Rees-Mogg, they still think that the mainstream media counts, hmm. and so they feel that they have to obey its. Well, they they can't help it. They they. And the BBC, someone who had a good theory about this on the BBC the other day, they said one of the reasons that the BBC goes on getting the licence fee despite being so nauseating and evil and, and, and completely left bias is that it makes a big deal about flattering the egos of, of MPs of all persuasions. And Conservative MPs, even though they might be of our mind on, on the BBC's politics, get seduced by that. Oh, you're so interesting. Let's have you on, on question time and any questions and, mm. and, and let's have you on daily politics or whatever the, the, the modern equivalent that I don't watch is. And, 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 and so they feel, oh, I'm jolly important and the BBC is all over me. Therefore, I won't demand that the licence fee be abolished. Mm. But you do hear that even massive podcasters, you know, of the sort of level of... Um What's his name? Thingy. Thingy who lives in Brighton. What? Skanky Shagger. Skanky Shagger. The man Comedian. with the... Comedian. I can't... With dreadlocks. The name has X, just X gone. junkie What's it called? Russell Brand. No, the, the, the one who... <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's the Alzheimer's show. It's the you know Alzheimer's what? show. I think it's what your, your Who's brain... Who's got the biggest podcast in the world? Well, apart from me. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I can't even think of his name. Anyway, he, he, he does video game type stuff, but he's massive. But even the likes of him, and I'm going to Oh, what? He lives, he's, he's, I thought he's Danish. Who are we talking about? Uh, PewDiePie. PewDiePie, yeah, yeah. I think he lives in Brighton. Does he really? Yeah. Why? But even... If you, if you had loads of money, why no, would I, you live I in Brighton? I can't, even if I had no money. You'd live in the Cotswolds, wouldn't you? Yeah, but anyway, he uh, even the likes of PewDiePie are... Vajazzled by uh, BBC, yeah. by what you know, this is like Are they? they've got a much greater audience than any of these BBC channels, and yet the idea, oh, BBC though, that's Paul Joseph Watson audience. isn't. No, no, but he he is the the exception that proves the rule, right? You know, he he's all the others are they'll they'll. They're, I they won't do it, it now, Dick. I won't do it, and well, and, and, and it wasn't because I was because I was taken up the arse by by Andrew Neil on on, on Irish that friend. Um, yeah, I know. Okay, oh, sorry, yes. I, it wasn't because I was only penetrated by Andrew <laughs> Neil. 
on on that that show I, I, th- th- this predates that i just think the bbc is evil and and it's do you know what it's a bit like um it's a bit like going to one of jeffrey epstein's parties and saying look i'm not going to sleep with underage girls i'm going to make sure they're over 18 you know even if you even if you only do shows that i mean i, I was thinking about my friend tom holland about this mm-hmm. tom holland does a history show on the bbc and i was listening to it the other day and i think i love tom and 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 you're a great historian tom and you're a real talent but actually, it's still the BBC. It's, or, or, or their cake programme. What's it called? Cake Watch. Cake, uh, cake, great, the Great British Bake great Off. Cakes. Or whatever the equivalent is now. Right. Um, yeah, it's nice. But this is bread and circuses to disguise the, the evil of the BBC. It's all bread it's, and circuses. Everything they give us. I mean, the older I get, the more I realise that. It, it, it's... It, it, I'm it's like it's like heroin cynical. outside the school gates it's yeah. like saying you we're okay really and you're not they're not okay no no and the nature programs that's another they're, but they're not even they, they didn't even, even pretend to be okay no but they've the got stereo-eyed eco-fascist they? chris packham but you speak to normal people the norms yeah they will still say, oh, but the BBC's nature documentaries are such beautiful photography. We need to reach Did you people. see that pod of whales and the sea? And the, and I say, no, I didn't because I don't watch Did that. you say, I know not of your pod, <laughs> seek the big blue? Because that's what I'd have said. <laughs> oh. And 0.1% of your listeners would know the reference. I like to think 0.01, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the kind but of that reference I like to make. But that 0.01 person is really lapping it up right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Should right. we have that gin? Yeah, let's do that gin, and then we can, and then we we can jump back into, okay, into great. this. Okay, so even though it's so, so special friend, you're going to be listening. I'm going to put it on pause, and it's going to... It, I wonder if you're about you're to messing around with the very fabric of time. I am, here. aren't I? Yeah. I'm breaking the fourth wall. <gasps> yeah, okay. So... That's gone straight to my head, that stuff. No, I'm all right. Oh, That's because you've yeah. been depriving yeah, yourself yeah, exactly, of it. Yeah. But what was a teacup, dear listener, is now a half a glass of gin and tonic, which is very, very much it's, an upgrade. By the way, this gin is really good. Fisher's gin. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the, the, was this stuff we were given for our Christmas podcast? I don't know. You, you, you had that. Anyway, it's very, very good. All right. So... You know where we got to? No. After David Isles? No. Um, Gerard Batten. Gerard Batten. What a lot of water has gone under the bridge since that. I was very glad that I got Gerard because I, I, I knew when I was doing the podcast with him, I, I sensed doom for UKIP. Mm-hmm. I, 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 he, he, was, he was sort of saying Brexit party, flash in the pan. And I was thinking, oh, mate, it's not going to be like that. Mm. Um, but there it is, yeah. Well, you know, he, he couldn't but say otherwise. Gerard really, Batten, Batten, no, he's a decent sort. He, he, very decent, um, decent sort. I think his problem is that his own decency is his undoing because you know, in supporting Tommy and Sargon, yeah, he's um, essentially pissed on his chips as far as uh, the, the party goes. Um, can I first apologise for that interruption? That was because the batteries died. Um, in my in my H5 handy recorder Zoom, and um, well, that's what happened. Um, by the way, c- can I apologise to the nice man in Ireland because there has been more swearing. You actually used the very 
chips on on chips. That, is that bad swearing? I don't know. No, I, I, I no, maybe not. Maybe not. No, I don't think that's bad. If we cut ourselves off at that, we 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 can't even say Nazis. Nazis, yeah. Oops. Oops. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Gerard Batten. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's um, a good man, and I think it's a shame because now UKIP are effectively. Uh, cutting him off from being able to stand in the next election, so I hear. And, um, you know, that's it. It, it probably over for, for them as a party. People say to me, some people say to me, look, it's a bad look for you to stick up for Tommy Robinson. And so, so I'm, I'm kind of the UKIP of, 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 of podcasters. But I, I, th- I think my job is to be, to tell it like it is Do without right. fear or favour. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I realise that, that um, it's probably, I don't know, do you think it's made you more friends and enemies doing that? Because I know there's a lot of people out there who say, actually, who really admire you for your stand on that. It's effectively just doing what's right. Yeah, yeah. And isn't everyone a bloody expert on law at the moment? Oh, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking about Tommy being sent down again. And suddenly everyone is an expert on, on the legal system. On, on, and and, and on, why he had to go down because yeah. he broke the law. Yeah, right. So it's, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's Tommy and Gerard. Next up was Harry Miller, ex-police and anti-PC crusader at yeah. the moment. Yeah, now, it, it's, I wonder how, I, I, I hope we've got lots of police listeners, but I, 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 and I imagine those that are police who listen to us are nauseated by what's happened to the police force, as it used to be known. Was, was it, it's probably called a police service I don't think now, you can call it, it no, force. No, no, force. No, force is a bit strong, isn't it? Yeah. That implies they might upset people and... and I, I want to return to life on Mars policing, as I think most of us do. Yep. Yeah. Well, I have police friends in the reenactment world, and um, I don't know any of them who love the situation. N- nearly all of them have been counting down the days until they get out. Um, and they've got great stories to tell of um, when times were good in in the police service force, whatever. When you, but, what, you, could, uh, when you, when you could actually arrest criminals and stuff, yeah, rather and, than and, yeah, policing the, people's and, internet for hurty words. Yeah, and and the shenanigans and the fun and the um, yeah, but that they they hate it. And the new intake are woke as anything, and woke um, as f yeah as f, and um, just. It's doomed. It's doomed like the universities, like like it's doomed. academia. Look, this is why, talking about the, 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 the coming Boris Johnson prime ministership, I hope that this is going to be the turning point. I, I, I hope that we've, we've reached the watershed in woke politics, and I hope we're going to have a Trumpian revolution. And I, I, do, hear, I do hear on the grapevine good things. I mean, obviously, this is wishful thinking on the part of things like the European Research Group, you know, the, 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 the sound wing of the Conservative Party. But Boris, for all his faults, and, and we know the main one, which is his, his desperate desire to be liked, mm-hmm. Boris does at least get the, the liberty thing. He doesn't, he doesn't like the nanny state. And I think if he can roll back the nanny state, that would be a jolly good thing. Well, we know that he is the only one that holds out any hope of saving the party. Because if Hunt gets in, which is ridiculous, well, it's not going to happen. Absolutely won't happen. No. But uh, they are definitely finished. Yeah. But Boris might just save them. I'm possibly on the 
the more um, pessimistic side, if you want to see it in the Conservative Party's viewpoint, I think Brexit Party are going to uh, sweep in and they will have to do a massive deal together. Well, I think that's what I think that's probably what's going to happen. I think it has to happen. I don't think that the Brexit Party is. I'm sure I've said this before, but but if we are in a situation where the Brexit Party has to rescue the country, that means there's going to be an awful interim period in which we have we have Jeremy Corbyn and. Uh, I I don't think they'll let that happen. No, exactly. I I, I think there is a there is a there is a, a realization among the the conservative um, establishment, if you want to call it that, um, the, the, the sort of the, the people who, who contribute to the economy, people who don't just sponge off the state, um, people with nice houses in the country, people who like, who love Britain, they're not going to tolerate the possibility that, that, that a, um, a, a sort of Venezuela-type Marxist regime takes over Britain. And therefore, they're going to swallow their pride, and they're going to say, "Okay, we'll, we'll do whatever is necessary." So, so self-preservation will. The so deals will be struck. Deals will be struck. Yep. Um, we covered that one. Yep. Next up was two podcasts. So, yeah. Your friend Ronan Connolly, who was incredibly Irish. I, he was. I, honestly, I, I was looking for subtitles at one point, yep. but it was. As Irish as it gets. We love Ronan. Very, he's, very... He's, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a great character. He's an independent well. scientist. We yeah. like independent scientists because they're not, they're not beholden to the man. So that was all on the, the whole... Again, someone for, technically from the left. Ronan w- would, would not consider himself a man of the right, certainly. No, no. And um, he has seen through the... But the another one who, who has got views that are associated with the right so he finds himself questioning his uh, allegiances yeah which was quite interesting uh bella de brera bella de brera my notes here say sound australian institute of public affairs yeah, yeah. and and also i'm going to be going to australia next year which i think guest of the ipa for you it's right whoop de do australia needs me Hello, Ozzies. Hello, I'm coming. <laughs> not, not that kind of coming. No, stop no, this oh, no, now. Yeah. Uh, moving swiftly on. James yep. Holland. War, tanks, history. <laughs> Apart from a brief moment where you were talking at cross-purposes over two different books. Um, you yes, he was right talking about Ken Tout, and I, ha- I still haven't read Ken Tout's tank, tank book. Uh, we, were t- we were talking about Tank Action, which is yeah. written by... Well, it was, what was the guy's name? Tank Action. Again, the name has gone because, yeah. anyway, I've yet to read the other one. But Tank Action. By the way, the by the way, about, Dick, And it is superb. James Holland's book, Normandy 44, I think it's right. called, is very, very good. I've just, I'm just coming to the end of it. It's a, it's a doorstopper of a, of a book, but it's, but it's fascinating insight into, well, the... The history of Normandy, which which you haven't really had before, it talks about it in terms of the build-up of the materiel necessary to win. You know, how was it? How was it we 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 defeated the Germans? That that it explodes a lot of myths. We have this idea that that we were fighting these 
fanatical SS, which which was which is true in some cases. There were there were some some SS units which were you know um, Das Reich, for example, who were just absolute bastards and um, burned burned the entire village of Orador. And, um, but who were delayed in getting their tanks over to the front because of actions from yeah. the the Maquis. Well, that's that, that's why that's why they burned that 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 village, but they also massacred a number of Canadian prisoners. They were very nasty, but but they were probably the exception rather than the rule. Mm-hmm. That, uh, by that stage, that the, the German army was was in pretty pretty dire shape. And it was a lot just of a, old men and boys. It was an inevitable that that, that that we were going to beat them. And but but the, but the point that 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 James makes is that if you are a totalitarian nation where the whole country is militarized, you can tolerate a level of casualties, and the Russians were the same, Soviets were the same, which free nations made up of of um, citizen soldiers that they won't tolerate mm-hmm. so so all this talk about how we were too cautious no we weren't too cautious we were just trying to preserve the lives of our men and using the weight of our materiel the fact that that we could constantly produce shermans when the germans could not produce so many tigers and panthers and, and mm-hmm. mark fours and so on anyway well worth reading that book um obviously i could listen to any of your warry history type friends endlessly so that was a, a, a great treat next up was uh kurt zindulka kurt a bit of a kurt. wild card that uh, one well I, we like the wild cards no, wild cards are good because yeah. uh, they mix things up kurt's doing very well public occurrences his his video channel i think is going from strength to strength he's he's one of the things i like about this 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 new world one of the few things i like about this new world is is it it, it the, the disintermediation um which enables citizen journalists to appear and people you know you no longer need to be to work for the bbc to get your get your news out there mm-hmm. he's just he's just a guy with a with a cameraman who goes out there and and films stuff and 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 reports on the news like 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 proper journalists should um and what, did he he come over here? Or did he do that in London? Um, he he came here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which finally brings us up to which I the one I think is possibly the best of all, which was Matt Ridley, which I only listened to yesterday, and it was absolutely brilliant. Do you know what? Talking about, we've had a request for people who I've asked onto the podcast who won't do it. The list mm-hmm. of shame. And actually, Matt Ridley was on the list of shame. Matt, right. Matt was. Matt can be very grand sometimes. I mean, it, it, it's what comes He's a of lord. Being, it, it's what comes of being a lord, and what comes of being from a landed family. I mean, he doesn't need to work. I, I, I have great respect for people who don't need to work and who do anyway. He's he had had he's had a tremendous career, despite being from this this um northern coal mine owning family no right that's uh, that's what you mentioned a, about his stake in yeah with a, with a big house anyway i remember asking him asking him onto the podcast he said i don't i, I don't want to do podcasts why, why would i want to do that what, what's in it for me kind of thing he, mm. just, he just he couldn't be asked basically and 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 this time he said yes and i was so glad he did because he was he was like he was really sort of he just sounded like you couldn't disbelieve a word he was saying 
to the point where I have um, passed this one on to, to friends at work saying, look, you know, I've got these what you consider to be crazy views on climate change. Mm. You've got me down as a climate denier and you don't understand why. And we tend not to talk about it because it's difficult and you don't want to upset me. But can I just get you to listen to this podcast? Because it encapsulates very well my side of the argument. And um, they've promised to listen without prejudice and to actually take it. And I think it's a really good one to pass on to your friends who you have avoided the subject of climate change with because it's very, very difficult to say why it is that you're a climate skeptic. Yeah. And and this is very good. This is um, climate skepticism 101. It, it's the basics. Well, the thing about Matt, Matt and I is, is that we're both... In, we're, we're, we're proper naturalists we're, we're, uh, and, and proper environmentalists. We're, we're genuinely interested in things like puffins. You know, the puffin is, is, is one of the poster children of the, the climate change loons. They, they say that puffin populations are, are diminishing because of climate change. And it's, it, 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 it's complete rubbish. Well, and he's and, got that answer, hasn't he? If it is a problem, how come the ones in the, to the south are thriving and the ones to the north are the ones that are suffering? The, Ma- or the Ma- other way around. I actually, I actually made, made Matt envious by describing my, my trip to St Kilda, hmm. where I was desperate to see a puffin. I mean, I, I went to Lundy Island uh, many, many years ago when the kids were very small. With nary a puffin. N- with nary a puffin, because they've all been eaten by, by rats, which have now been eradicated in Lundy Island. Right. So, so the rats eat the eggs, obviously, and... and, and now that there are no, no, no longer any rats to eat the eggs, I imagine there are many more puffins on Lundy. But uh, uh, we went to, went up to St Kilda, which is a, which is an epic epic journey. I mean, it's about uh, as as far as as far west as you can go in the British British Isles. You know, and no the, longer inhabited. Next, no, no. Well, there's a there's an American radar station there, or a British radar station right. there, so sparsely populated. But yeah, you're right. The 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 the, the people who live, used to live in the village, they've, they've all gone. They were because evacuated. Because we've got the Ossian album, St Kilda Wedding. Yes. Uh, which is uh, all about the last wedding to have taken place while there was still a hardy population on St Kilda. Is that Give Me a Last with a Lump of Land? Was that, is that... I think it's on that one, yeah. 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 Now we're revealing our secret love of, of folk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> our secret love of folk. It'll be Aaron jumpers and fingers in the ears Nothing next. wrong with that. I still haven't been to Crop Ready Festival. That would be a good one, wouldn't it? It would be very good. I like a bit of I like a bit of folk. I like the theme tune to Gentleman Jack. BBC, BBC lesbian. Yeah, well, you see, that's the thing. It's about, about a, a 19th century lesbian landowner. And, you know, you're supposed to go... Isn't it amazing? She's a lesbian. Oh, wow. And, you know, I think, well, I (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it was aimed at you. No, but, but, but nice, nice theme tune. Right. Done by these lesbians. Oh, folk lesbian. Folk lesbian. Yeah. yeah. Um, So are we there? Uh, We're there there with the reviews um, because that brings us bang up to date. Although I I, I don't know who you'll have in between um, recording this and whether this is going to go out next thursday or what? a very nice gentleman called rex came around earlier today and have he, you been seeing other people i've been to rex is a, a, a an atmospheric physicist who's worked in the world of meteorology and and had come to tell me that that 
um, anthropogenic carbon dioxide theory is is um, is, is is rubbish. And um, yeah, he'd he'd come over to, over to a conference. And was so desperate to meet me that he actually took a cab all the way from London. To, what? I, know, I know, I know. Think I know, of the carbon shit. footprint oh, on that. Yeah, I know. Well, he he didn't care about the carbon footprint because oh. he, he knows it's rubbish. <laughs> and so he'll he'll be he'll be on the podcast uh, probably the one after this one. All right. Okay. So I'm thinking I've got a special thing going on next week, and this will in no way be able to publicise that, even if it came out on the day of it. But it won't. Right. My so, libertarian drinks. Your libertarian drinks. I'm almost thinking that it needs a little um, theme tune. Libertarian drinks. Something like that. Yeah. Libertarian drinks. Needs work. I think it does need work, Um, yeah. So I decided that I was fed up of the people I drink with every Wednesday. Yeah. And I wanted... I wanted... The sort of people who listen to this show yeah. to be drinking with yeah. me and the sort of people I communicate with on Twitter every day. Yeah. Basically, what I did was invite everyone I know on Twitter to come have a drink with me, yeah. which is a stupid idea, but it really worked. And I've already had the first one. And I had to work at it. I had to, because libertarians are notoriously difficult to pin down. Mm. Um, so... I wanted it to be in my hometown of Worcester. Mm. I've been to one of these do's in London, which was great, where I met a lot of people who I'd only ever seen digitally. People like Obnoxio the Clown, Ban the BBC, organised by Andrea Urban Fox. Yeah. That's her, her Twitter handle. And it was down in Clerkenwell, and it was a lovely summer evening, and we are all outside drinking and just looking around at each other thinking wow this is great these are all instant friends who i feel i know yeah. so well already gaz the journo um so many good characters and i've been thinking how good would it be to have a midlands version yeah and so i i, I put the message out and people responded they dm'd me i didn't necessarily want to announce a pub saying everyone come here yeah. if you fancy it because i, I didn't want the idea that there'd be you didn't want Trolls Femi, you didn't want Femi and, to come. Yeah, which I don't think I need have worried about because uh, I had it in a spoons. I had it in Worcester's local weather spoons. Right. There are two, but, but I had it in the postal order. Um, and what I did was I printed out little badges for people with their Twitter avatar on. Oh, dear. That's How so sweet is that? That is but so sweet. If I'm talking to someone who I've only known by their Twitter handle and I don't know their real name, I know them as whatever they are yeah slender man for instance you know it's sort of like his name might be george it might be bob what have you you know i know him by the picture by his avatar and i know him by his twitter name stick that on him and other people go oh you're so and so so special guest was fen beagle who happened to be in the area because he he was going to the safari park to do some sketches of of animals. And he came along and I've met him before and he's a lovely, lovely chap. And um, so that was a big bonus. The fact that I knew at least one of them, Mm -hmm. they all started coming out of the woodwork. I arrived there at seven, which is when it started. And there were all these grinning faces (gasps) and in no time at all, we had 17 people around a table. We kept on having to add more tables. 17 and people. And it was That's a mixture really... of ages, a mix, mixture of genders. Well, both genders were represented. Yeah. And um, it was very, very good. And I'm very amazed successful. you got that turnout for Worcester. Yeah. 
for Worcester? I mean, a lot of people had come from you know, far and wide, you know, Coventry, Stratford, that sort of... Uh, Extraordinary. Yeah. But... I, mean, I, I will come to One Deck one day. It, it, it was just great. And you don't need to sort of hesitate before you say something positive about Trump, for instance. You no. can just go straight on in there. and He is uh, our God. And, kind of thing. you know... It, so many of the things that you assume with people you've just met, like you have to pussyfoot around your yeah. radical views, but this lot, no, everyone was already there. You said already Ein there. Folk, Ein Reich, Ein Fuhrer, and, and everyone was cheered. saluting. Everyone cheered. Yeah, fantastic. And, and it being in, in Spoons, your, your, your friend, Mr. Tim, yep. and uh, they, they did us proud, and for the next session, which will have already happened by the time dear listeners is listening to this, they've, they've got us a little alcove to, to have to ourselves. So... Uh, Long may it last. It was a really good night out with great company. And if, you, if you're listening and fancy popping along, it's going to regularly be third Wednesday of the month at the Postal Order in Worcester. Right. So okay. just cool. come along. Introduce cool. yourself. You don't so, need a badge. So Antifa, you know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Antifa in a Weatherspoons, I can't see it. Mm, I wouldn't put anything past them. No. Um, we'll do, deal with it. Do you think it's time? Mm-hmm. for the um for the yes no game well i well, think there'd be trouble it, if we did either yes or a no well this yes no was supplied out of the blue by our friend jason who is your sound man yeah and uh, sound I know, in both uh, senses uh, of the word sound in many ways and i didn't know who he was when he got in touch but uh it's it's a list i could have written myself oh fantastic he absolutely has nailed how this thing works. So see what you think of these bad boys and girls. Boris. Yes. Piers Morgan. Mm. No, I don't think so. John Cleese. Um, yes, surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, Eric Idle. No, surprisingly. No. Yeah, I no. know. It's, it's, oh, it's really? It's that whole Python thing. It's no. Sort of, uh, yeah. No, okay. Uh, um, Tom Watson. Oh, no. Michael Ebenezer Quajo Omari Uruo Jr. Um, I, I think I made some clues. Stormzy. No. <laughs> That's his no. real name. Although, weirdly enough, weirdly enough, um, boy, mm. so, at Glastonbury, mm. just to revert for a moment, I had to leave Glastonbury for a day. Mm. to go up to daughter's prom her high school prom yeah. as it, as it we don't call it over here we have to call them yeah. yeah yeah and um so i missed out on stormzy and boy boy felt rather about stormzy as i did about miley cyrus right that because he can let all that nonsense about um you know the labor politics and stuff wash mm. over his head you know is it is it a good show or not and he, and he thought that Stormzy rose to the occasion well maybe they'll get on well when they make um drift yeah. together yeah that'd be fantastic yeah. um i love the fact that michael ebenezer quadjo Mari uro has junior at the end of his name just in case he's confused with all the other ones um delia smith oh i've i've used her recipes a lot um, I, I don't know the answer to this one. Uh, I, I don't ooh. know. I mean, the question is, is she woke? Is she? That, do you know what? I think that's the toughest yes/no hmm. question there's ever been. And so, we what, what does your gut say? Um, that I like her recipe for um, uh, 
corned beef hash. That's a, that's a cop out, though, isn't it? Is that a yes yeah. because of a corned beef hash? Yeah, well, I suppose yes. Mm, okay. Steve Coogan. I'm guessing a no. Yeah, I think he probably is. Andrew Neil. <laughs> yes. I, I like the fact that you still like Andrew Neil, even though he, he yeah, gave even you. Even though your, he had my arse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm that kind of person, Dick. I'm 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 a, a bigger man. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley. Yes, she she is. Yes, apparently she's uh, an out Brexit. Oh yes, yes, then. Yeah. yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, Hugh Grant, inevitably. Um, no. He was a fan of yours for a while, wasn't he? He was, yeah. and it, do you know what? That's a, that's an indication of just how Brexit Britain has has kind of created these divisions where none existed before. And that's the one, my one sadness that there was a time when Hugh Grant would have been on side. Mm. Maybe he will come back. Maybe he'll red pill one day. Maybe, yeah, maybe, right. maybe Elizabeth. Will no, because it isn't just Brexit. It's also the whole Levson thing and his his mm. whole. Anti-freedom of speech course, stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, Michael Caine. Yes. That one's easy. Ian Botham. Yes. Also easy. Yeah. Jeremy Clarkson. Do you know, I'm going to say no. Yeah. You know what? He's, he, should, he's a, he should be a yes, yes, yes. He's, he's but, a cuck. Yeah. He's an absolute cuck. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's, it's all the more inexcusable that he is a cuck, given this persona he has of this guy who likes to drive Clarkson his car on a fast. tractor yeah and, uh, yeah the country country yeah. side he's, he's 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 liberal elite mm. yeah um th- there's a string of jeremy's here because often you had jeremy clarkson there's mm. jeremy hunt <laughs> just just a groan yeah do, yeah exactly there's yeah. jeremy corbyn you see, no, this is where Jason understands that yeah. there's little themes yeah, that kick in with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jeremy Kyle, who was more topical a month ago than he is he now. He is, yeah, but but we like we like Jeremy Kyle, I think. Yeah. I, um, I, feel, I hope he doesn't top himself or anything. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, where's, he's he gonna gonna suffer, where's he going to go? Oh, come on. He, he's, he's got talent. He'll, he'll move on. He'll come up with something. He'll, he'll probably look back and say it's the best thing ever happened to him. Yeah, but he had, a show he had the... <laughs> He had this vehicle there, didn't he? Yeah, but get a new one. Right. Like 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 Jeremy Clarkson. He yeah. get himself a tractor. <laughs> yeah, right. Um Tim Henman. Oh, I don't know. Um There's there's a few sporty ones coming up here. Okay. Yeah, because well, it's topical. Well probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, Andy Murray. Oh. I think he, Bit of a bit, bit of a, a gnat, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll say yeah. yes. All right. It's very big of you. I, I, I'm, I'm obviously feeling generous with yeah. the with the gin. Rafa Nadal, Nadal. I like him. Yeah. Yes. I just don't know these people. Uh, I, I think I, there's I a know, tennis team emerging here. Them, yeah. Uh, Roger Federer. I love. I saw him. Yeah. I saw you actually, went to Wimbledon. Didn't I you, went with to Wimbledon. your boy. I won my um, lottery ticket. You know the the way you get you you apply for. No, is that how it works? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you if you're a member of a tennis club, um, you get to apply, right. and randomly they allocate you tickets. And then we got caught one, and I saw Roger Federer. I saw Venus. No, Serena Williams. Right. I saw um, and some other tennis players. Hmm? And oh, and 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 Megan, Megan turned up. Megan, the ghastly Megan. Um, yeah, somebody tweeted to the person, or somebody messaged the person sitting next to us, saying, "Oh, I think Megan's appeared." Right. And 
and boy spotted her. I didn't, but obviously, if we tried to take photographs, we'd have been shot. Yeah, not that I would have tried Schmigen. to take photographs. Schmigen. Schmigen. Yeah. Um, cricket as a sport. Yes, you've you've just discovered I, cricket. Haven't you? I, I went I, I to. I just think this is an appalling Dick, thing. I went to Edgbaston. That was another thing. I had I I had my week of sport. Yeah. On the Tuesday, I went to see India versus Bangladesh at Edgbaston. Right. Great atmosphere, lovely people. Just really, he was surrounded by either Bangladesh or India. There was mm-hmm. and there was no, there was no tension, and it was. I hate to sound like I'm woke, which I'm, which I, I don't think I am actually. I, I don't think. But it was quite fun being the, about, about the only white people there, right? Um, and and just like it felt like going abroad and and during being, the Raj. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't have a punker waller. I didn't have an elephant with a howder on top to. Not to... for lack of trying, I bet. <laughs> they wouldn't. Do you know what? what? I think the vibe was so good they wouldn't have minded. If <laughs> They'd I, have humoured you. If I turned up in a pith helmet with my tiger, <laughs> my tiger shooting rifle, they wouldn't have battered an eyelid. They'd have probably applauded me because do you know what. Indians and Bangladeshis don't go for that PC nonsense. They, they don't. They're, 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 it's, it's part of the world that PC you know has escaped. I get very positive comments from Indians and Bangladeshis and Pakistanis about my moustache. They, I get a lot yeah, of, of admiration because a lot of them have said, back home, that's what we would be growing. But over here, to try and blend in, we tend not to because it's too overtly our own culture. Certainly, so. when, you, when you meet officers in the Indian and Pakistani armies, they all have moustaches like you. Big proud moustaches. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So yeah, obviously I take it very well. It's it, it's nice. Um, the sport of football. No, See, I, I don't ever want you to go down that what, route. What? Tell me about this. I got taken to a football match once, and I think it was um, a local derby. It was like Cheltenham versus Kidderminster or something awful like that. And I was assured that this would convert me. This would make me love football. Oh, yeah. And I've never been so bored in my life. Was it, it, women's, was was it women's football? No one, no, well, it might as well have been. No one scored any goals or anything. Yeah. It was just ghastly. I, what about this thing about this, this promotion of women's football? Well, listen, I will come on to that because we're very nearly finished with this list. Okay. But there's a nice segue. So okay. I don't want to don't want to ruin the segue. Um, because the, uh, um, the final name on this list well actually let's let's do the penultimate one first um kim doric oh no kim, kim sir uh, sir kim kim, kim, kim il doric but he's still a no even right. with the, even with his with his knighthood uh, yeah and the final one megan rapino do you know who megan rapino is i imagine that she i'm, I'm guessing yeah. uh, she probably plays girls football Girly football, yeah. Which right. team? Well, it would be either America or... It's that American World Cup winning team. She's the... Um, the blocked, team that got beaten blonde. by the Dallas under-15 boys. <laughs> That's the one. That's the very the one. same. That's the one. So how exciting must that match have been? Well, she's really all over the media at the moment. She's, you know, she's got the looks... She's got this sort of lesbian chic sort of look and she's got a very toned body and she is vulgar and brash and... Right, so it's like like Miley Cyrus, but but Miley Cyrus can do Black Dog. I bet she can't do Black Dog and I bet she wouldn't do a Metallica cover. Possibly not, but but I think the whole whole narrative is like... 
they're, they're trying to act like their male counterpart and why not? You go, girl, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. And she is the face of this whole new thing. And it is ghastly. It's just... I hope it brings the whole edifice crashing down. Over my head, this, this girl's football uh, thing is just—it's it, it, completely. Well, I say completely. Obviously, it's 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 crossed my radar. But I've I've just gone. I've I, basically I've got my batteries of Flak eighty eights that have just just taken them all out. Well, there was someone at work tried to feed me the the line that women's football would be every bit as big as men's football if only it had had the millions poured into it over the Who years. Who said this? Like, one, one, of, one of my yeah, God, friends, you, colleagues. You, this is the thing. Uh, one of the great joys of my job is that I don't have to deal with woke people. Um, I don't have I don't have work, woke work. Well, not, definitely not at Breitbart. You know, nobody's, nobody's woke there. But this, I mean... Okay, that that argument might have had legs were it not for the fact that an American team, Dallas, not not even a national team, but a boys under fifteen team, can yeah. beat the national team. Now, you can't say it's because yeah, they've had millions because, of no, pounds Dick, poured into Dick, their it's team. because of the oppressive male culture, which has persuaded the girls in these football teams that they're not good enough, and so we created the monster that is a 15-year-old boys team beating women's football. If it hadn't been for our society's sexism, which we need to address at every turn, those women would have would have beaten those boys, no question. It, it really is... Uh, oh God, it's too ghastly to even... But I haven't got an opinion because it's football, so I shouldn't have an opinion, but but I kind of do. It, it's a bit of a dilemma for me. But, yeah. Uh, the... Are we going to end on this depressing note? No, of, no, of women's no. Football? I, I think Good, I have thank got, goodness. Have I got goodness. more stuff? I, I've got... The, we had the yes, no. We had yeah. the review. We did Glastonbury. Yeah. Self-publicising. We did um, Libertarian Drinks. Yeah. Um, we had my cigarette cards. We did um, the remake of Zulu, which is called... Um, it's called... Hang on. Um, Drift. 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 Yeah. Drift. Drift. Um... So I got I got distracted because actually rather naughtily I, I checked my checked my Twitter feed and I and, and I just got isn't that bad? That is awful. Checking your Twitter feed during you've got the screen open. No, but yeah, but it was open. It, it and it sort of flashed up a, a, a message from Tim Stanley. What's the main regiment involved in in Zulu? German uh, knowledge question. Well, I don't know whether this is accurate, but uh, whether the film was accurate, but in the in the movie it's the. South Wales borders, isn't it? Ah, but that was the problem. They weren't called that until two years after that. So what were they called then? It was the, the 2nd 24th Warwickshire Regiment. You see, that's that's exactly exactly why I, I was hesitant. Yeah. Because I knew... It's one of those little conundrums. It's like, well, why do they sing Men of Harlech? Why are they apparently And they wouldn't have Welshmen? done. They wouldn't have done. Ah, but... They are based at Brecon. Brecon. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I'll, it's I'll, one of those uh, odd things where, you know, like the Worcesters were based in, in Ireland. I think so the regimental so standards are in Brecon Cathedral, is it? There you have it, you see. Yeah. It, it all makes sense. But they weren't called the South Wales Borderers until something like um, 1881, and this was 79, something mm. like that. Okay. Just just ending on a little pub quiz factoid. Yeah. But better than ending on women's football, for yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that that brings the this week's podcast to an end, doesn't it? We've, we've got we've now got our chicken laxa that the women folk, you know, this been is, slaving over. The problem about doing, doing these podcasts, it and uh, is that uh, 
The women don't like it, or they get they get well, annoyed. It, that it takes a guest out of the equation. It takes a host out of the equation, yeah. and we're just we're disappearing off to a room. So but I'm sure we're not the only husbands that have experienced this this problem. No. Slightly pissed off wives, <laughs> boys boys off. doing, you know, wives and daughters actually when it comes down to it. Mm. But there we are. So buy my cigarette cards. Okay, buys, um, ooh, the, 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 the wife's appeared and she made eating she gestures. Made eating gestures. Buy, buy the cigarette cards, yeah. come along to Libertarian Drinks, yeah. uh, buy Twist Teas and the gin that you got. Fishers. And um, see you next time. Uh, and the, I'm sure there was another thing. Oh, they, have have they, got, they got to like my podcast? Oh, and, like and, and subscribe. Yeah. Click the button. Like, yeah. Whatever it is you know you've got to do to, to help us. Yeah. Monetize us. Yeah. Keep us going. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Right. Bye.